Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to AJ2K Radio. AJ2K here. Ready to give y'all an exciting episode today. I apologize. I know it's been a while. I know it's been a while. I know people been hitting me up asking me where the podcast is. I've been MIA trying to get thoughts together, working on Bridge the Gap, time out. Other things that needed handling, but I'm back. I'm back here for my audio listeners. And I'm here for the people who really been waiting. Because a lot of people have been waiting on this particular, this particular avenue. Because everybody don't like watching videos. A lot of people like to listen to things as they're driving to work or, you know, driving, running errands or just listening to podcasts in general. So I'm back and I'm here for y'all with two topics today that are going to be controversial. That I know. They will be controversial. I think a lot of people will disagree with my take on both topics today. But as you may have guessed, I don't care because I'm correct. <laughs> I do not care who agrees because I know I'm right on these two topics. And they will show their heads later on. I want to jump right into it. Y'all know I don't like to waste time. I want to start with the NBA. We'll talk NFL a little later, but I want to start with the NBA. I want to talk about the Phoenix Suns. This is something that I was right about early on. When the Phoenix Suns made a move to get Chris Paul in the offseason, I told people the Phoenix Suns will be a force to be reckoned with. I vividly remember telling people, The Phoenix Suns will be a top five team, if not a top four team in the Western Conference. I vividly remember telling people that Chris Paul, his veteran leadership is going to assist in the Phoenix Suns being a serious threat in the Western Conference. And what do people tell me? Oh, you know, the Lakers are the Lakers. Oh, people brought up Utah. People brought up Denver. And people brought up, you know, the Rockets at the time because James Harden was still there. And, you know, all these other teams in the West. That they felt like would be better. Golden State, even without Clay, teams that they felt like would be better than the Phoenix Suns. But after last night, granted, the Phoenix Suns did play an injured Laker team. After last night, the Phoenix Suns are second in the West, getting ready to head into All Star Weekend. Second in the West, behind Utah, surprisingly, number one. But second, now I didn't think they'd get this far this quick. Like I said, I said top four, top five. I'm thinking they'd be four, you know, three at the highest. I'm thinking you got L.A., you got the Clippers. You might throw Denver in there if, if, you know, if they're at the third and then you got the Suns at the four. But as we see, the Lakers are ravaged by injuries right now, so they're sitting at three. The Clippers are the Clippers at four. You got the Nuggets who have struggled to get out the gates early at number seven. And then you got the Blazers, the Spurs, the Warriors to fill out the rest of the conference. Again, with the Jazz being number one. I'm here to make a statement, people, about these Suns. Not only do they have veteran leadership in Chris Paul. Not only do they have a superstar in Devin Booker. They have a roster, a head coach, an organization that is ready 
and the Phoenix Suns will be in the Western Conference Finals this year. I went from saying the Phoenix Suns will be a top five team, top four team in the West, to now as they sit today, as I look at this roster today, as I look at the head coach, as I look at the veteran leadership of Chris Paul and Devin Booker being who he is, I say the Phoenix Suns will be in the Western Conference Finals this year. I'm looking at this team. Not only are they second in the West, not only do they have Chris Paul and Devin Booker, but look at the rest of this roster. You got, what is this? As I look at my notes, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players scoring in double figures on this roster. Seven. That is not common, people. That's not common. Devin Booker averaging 25 a game and about four assists. Bridges averaging about 14 points a game and five rebounds. CP3, 16 a game, about nine assists. DeAndre Aiden, about 15 a game, 11 rebounds. Jay Crowder, 10 points a game. Dario Saric, 11 points a game, four rebounds. Cameron Johnson, 10.4 points a game. And it's not just about the fact that they're able to put the ball in the hole. It's about the efficiency, people. They're efficient. Booker's shooting 50%. Bridges shooting 53%. CP3 shooting 49%. Aiden is shooting 60%. Crowder's shooting 40%. Sarge is shooting 47%. And Johnson is, Johnson is shooting 44%. You know how insane that is? Do you know how crazy that is? For all of them to be shooting over 43% from the field, they, this, these are effective scores they have. And no, maybe not all of them are able to create for themselves and able to get their own shot off. Not everybody has a go-to move. Not everybody's a superstar or an all-star. But now we see the effect of Chris Paul. The point God, as they call him, <laughs> as some call him. He did the same thing at OKC, people. And that is why I said the Suns will be where they are before. It's because I said, look at what he did with OKC. OKC don't have nearly as much talent and, and upside as this Phoenix Suns team does. The only thing the, the only thing the Phoenix Suns was missing was veteran leadership and a point guard that can get Devin Booker the ball where he needs it, where he's most effective on the floor, a point guard who could throw lobs and get DeAndre Ayton involved, a point guard that will bring in other free agents, I like Jay Crowder, other veteran, you know, another veteran, more leadership. That's all they really needed. They already had a solid roster. We saw what they did in the bubble. They were 8-0. Should have made the playoffs. And now we've seen this team. They started off a little slow. Got to get the chemistry down. Had a few injuries early. But now we are seeing them hit a peak that most people didn't expect to see. I don't know what to say at this point, folks, other than, again, they'll be in the Western Conference Finals. They'll be there. Because I got news for you. As I look at the rest of this Western Conference, obviously, y'all know I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Laker fan, and I got the Lakers obviously in the finals, and obviously in the Western Conference finals. So I got the Lakers there. I look at the rest of this Western Conference. Utah doesn't scare me. I'm sorry, they don't scare me. Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell is the only one who who scares me. Nobody else in that roster scares me. Rudy Gobert, Jordan Clarkson, Mike Conley. I mean, these are these are solid players. Don't get me wrong. But do they scare you? Really? Does Utah really scare anybody right now? I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I think in a seven-game series, they lose to Denver again. 
I think in the seven game series they lose to the Lakers. I think they lose to the Clips this uh this year. I think if the Blazers are healthy, they'd struggle with Portland. So I'm not I'm not really worried about Utah. The Clippers, the same team that gave up the 3-1 lead last year in the playoffs. I'm not PG. I don't know if y'all seen the last two games still being playoff P this time in the regular season. Now he regular season P. I don't even know what the <laughs> I don't even know what to call him anymore at this point. Still struggling in fourth quarters of games, but that's, you know, a topic for another day. I don't see the Clippers defeating the Suns. I, I just don't. At this point in time, I just don't. I don't see the Blazers doing it. I damn sure don't see the Suns, the, the Spurs doing it. The Nuggets might have something to say because they do have a lot of veteran leadership. They are they are experienced. They was just in the Western Conference Finals, so they'd probably be the toughest matchup outside of the Lakers, of course. Golden State. Just Steph. That's all you got. And they barely hanging on to the eighth spot in the West right now. I don't see it. Who else? Who, who's going to take down Phoenix outside of L.A.? Again, Denver's got the best shot. But the way Chris Paul and, and, and Devin Booker have been playing, the way this team has been shooting. Oh, and let's not forget, Monty Williams is a candidate for coach of the year easily. I mean, it's, it's easy. Not only are they are is their offensive efficiency through the roof, they're the fourth rated defensive team in all of basketball. They're a top five defensive team. What? So Monty Williams and Chris Paul got these boys playing defense too. Listen, man, I don't see nobody in the West competing with that outside of LA. I don't. I don't. You can say, oh, the Suns are young and all of that, all you want to. But you know what speeds that up? A head coach like Monty Williams. You know what speeds that up? A facilitator and a leader like Chris Paul, who's able to put players in their spots, who has playoff experience, been there, done that. It's cut. <laughs> I'm telling y'all right now, it's cut. The Western, the rest of the West is in trouble. And I and I and I, look, I'll even admit this: the way the Lakers played uh, the other night against Phoenix. I know a lot of people are like, you know, AD's out and Marcus is out and yada yada. I get it. I get it. But Devin Booker did get ejected from that game. I believe in the second or third quarter. I think it was third quarter. He got ejected out of that game. Off of some BS, by the way. But he got ejected out of that game. Chris Paul, I think, made one shot the whole game. LeBron James was still on the floor. We still lost that game. Listen, the Lakers match up with the Suns. That's at least a six-game series right now. I think that's a six-game series. These boys keep shooting like this. Devin Booker takes that next step as a superstar in this league, and then you got Chris Paul running it all. Oh, Bron's able to get past a lot of people because they're, you know, they're younger. He's a lot smarter than a lot of his opponents. He's able to beat them mentally before he beats them physically. But that's not gonna happen all the time with Chris Paul. Chris Paul is just as intelligent as intelligent. His basketball IQ is right there with LeBron. Right there with the a Draymond Green, right there with the Steph, and right there with the the, the smartest players in the league. He's, he's right there. He again, Chris Paul, been there, done that. He might not be a champion, but he's been there, done that. It wouldn't be sweet. So I'm letting everybody know right now. It's time to stop sleeping on Phoenix. They are not the same Phoenix Suns team that we've seen in the past. As long as they got Chris Paul. And as long as this roster is healthy with Monty Williams 
as the fourth rated defensive team in all of I I saw that st- the statistics today and could, just couldn't believe it. The fourth rated defensive team in all of basketball. I I didn't know. I didn't know. That means they're elite on both sides of the basketball, people. That's something that you cannot say about a lot of teams in the league. A lot of these teams in the top top five of each conference. Everybody raves about Brooklyn and how great Brooklyn is offensively. Yeah, they're probably the greatest offensive team we've ever seen, especially on paper. Even without KD right now, offensively, they're, they are special. Like like Bradley Bill said, they couldn't guard a part car defensively. You know what I mean? Like they, they, they're they terrible defensively, and that's where their hole is. The Suns don't have a hole. <laughs> the Suns do not have a hole, and that's the problem. So, again, the Suns are an issue, and the Suns will be in the Western Conference Finals this year. Mark it. Book it. Put it down. If you got to put, put place a bet down, place a bet on it. As long as they are healthy, they're going to shock a lot of people this year, and they will be in the Western Conference Finals. Can't speak for next year. When Golden State gets healthy and they get Clay back and, you know, I can't speak for, you know, years to come because who knows how many years Chris Paul has left. But as of right now, as of this year, the Suns, they're here. They're not coming. They're not the future. They have arrived. And it's time to give them that credit. I know it's early, but it's time to give them that credit. Moving on to the NFL, and I want to save this topic for last because this is a fun one. This is a fun, fun, fun topic for me because I get to talk about those Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I get to talk about those Dallas Cowboys, but specifically Dak Prescott. See, all morning I've set up and I've listened to you know, analysts. I watch First Take almost every day for people who don't know. I've listened to Stephen A. and Max Kellerman talk about the leverage that Dak has, the leverage that the Cowboys have. And, you know, I've listened to different fans say different things and seen it. I've just seen a lot of people have their own opinions on it, which is made me think long and hard about what my real opinion on Dak Prescott is. And again, I said that earlier that a lot of people are not going to agree with what I have to say. Um, but I don't care <laughs> because what I'm about to say is factual. Listen, Dak Prescott doesn't have the kind of leverage that everybody think he thinks he has. It's just that simple. Do I agree with Jerry Jones not paying him earlier on when his contract, you know, earlier on, not extending his contract throughout his rookie, um, throughout his rookie deal? No, I don't. I think he should have been extended a little, probably around the same time Carson Wentz was extended and Jared Goff was extended. Dak Prescott showed you that he had potential early on. But something has to be said, though, about Jerry Jones' mindset and his thinking process from a football perspective. From a football perspective, because I'm not going to turn this conversation about something that I don't, I don't believe it is about. Everybody's like, if this was Tony Romo, it would be different. Well, yeah, that's a fact. Tony Romo, when he was playing with the Dallas Cowboys, he did much less. I think he won like one or two playoff games in his 10-year tenure with the Dallas Cowboys. He was my favorite player as an Eagles fan. I'm just going to put it out there. But nevertheless, he only won two playoff games, and he got major money from the Dallas Cowboys. But in that time frame, the Dallas Cowboys, again, only won two playoff games. They never won the Super Bowl. Jerry Jones is after Super Bowls. So you learn your lesson there. You watch 
as other teams like the Eagles get Carson Wentz, the Rams get Jared Goff, and they sign these mega deals, $100 million deals. And now today, as we sit, the Eagles are regretting signing Carson Wentz to that deal because he's not an Eagle anymore. The Rams are regretting signing Jared Goff to that deal because he's not a Ram anymore. It's because they didn't live up to the expectations that the franchise put on them. And now they're in the hole. <laughs> Both of them taking mega cap hits because they had to get rid of those players. The Cowboys in a situation where they signed Ezekiel Elliott and they signed a lot of those uh, defensive pieces. Everybody got extensions but Dak Prescott. But look at what has happened recently. The, the Dallas Cowboys have not won anything. They have not done anything. As a matter of fact, a legitimate argument could be made that the Dallas Cowboys have regressed ever since those contracts were signed. That has to be something that Jerry Jones is looking at, right? I would think it is. I would think it is. Jerry Jones came out and said, he, you know, his time is coming to an end. He's 80-something years old. He's older. He's, you never know. I want to win the Super Bowl now. Understood. What he doesn't want to do is make a mistake and sign a quarterback to this mega contract for him to be average. Let's talk about Dak. The year Dak Prescott came out and said he wanted a contract extension, the Cowboys are were coming off of a playoff appearance. They were 10 and 6. And he said he wanted X amount of dollars. Jerry Jones said, We're going to offer you this amount. Dak Prescott didn't want it. Maybe it was because of the money. Maybe it was because of the year. I don't know. I don't care. The deal wasn't signed. Dak Prescott bet on himself. Dak Prescott said, I'm going to show you my worth. Okay, sounds good. Dak will show us your worth. People, he followed that up with an 8-8 eight eight season. Don't give me the numbers. He followed that up with an 8-8 eight eight season. And if you want to give me the numbers, those were his best numbers his entire career. But they were 8-8. Eight and eight. Dak Prescott had an opportunity to beat the Philadelphia Eagles for the division and lost. And lost. You can say his, surge, his shoulder was hurt, whatever, whatever excuses you want to make for him. He was out there on that field, and he lost to a team that was banged up. Carson Wentz out there throwing a third string, fourth string, fifth string receivers, third string, fourth string, fifth, uh, fifth string running backs, defensive players hurt. Everybody... Zach Ertz went down during that game, and the Eagles still found a way to pull out that game while Dak Prescott struggled the entire the entire game, people. So you lost. Now Jerry's like, that's supposed to be your worth? I'm supposed to be paying this guy? I understand he's he's a great, he's a great guy and he's done a lot for the Dallas Cowboys, but I'm not trying to waste my money. I'm not trying to waste my money, and then all of a sudden I don't have an opportunity to compete for a Super Bowl because I got to get rid of this guy. Or this guy just isn't what I thought he could be. Let's, I mean, let's just be real. You don't want to overpay for him because you've already overpaid for other positions on your team. You've already overpaid for a quarterback in the past. You've already seen other quarterbacks in the same draft get overpaid and then traded while your team had to take cap hits. So now, last season, Dak Prescott was on another great run. He was having another great statistical season up until the point where he got hurt, putting up great numbers. But the defense was awful. They were like one and two, one and three before Dak got hurt. Him putting up like 40 a game wasn't enough. 40 a game, people. He was putting up like 35 to 40 a game before he got hurt. He's he's balling. But the defense wasn't giving them nothing. 
The defense giving Dak Prescott putting up 40 points, 35 some odd points, while the defense giving up 45. Come on, bro. Obviously, you got holes all around that organization. Obviously, you got holes all around that roster, mainly on the defensive side of the ball. Dak Prescott gets hurt. And obviously, the Cowboys aren't even worse than they were before because now you've lost a player on the on, on offense that's giving you points, which is your quarterback, and your defense is already trash. So you're not you're not competing. <laughs> now, while people say that upped um Dak Prescott's cachet and and that made him, you know, it, it gave the Cowboys more of a reason to re-sign Dak Prescott to this mega deal. I give you that. But now Dak Prescott coming out talking about he wants something right below Patrick Mahomes' money? Patrick Mahomes getting paid half a billion. Are y'all serious? And we debating this? Let him go. I said it. I said it. Let him go. Obviously, y'all taking forever to resign the man, so clearly y'all don't want him, right? Let him go. Because at the end of the day, that Prescott's gonna go to another team, whether they pay him the forty million dollars he may want, or they, or you know, he goes to another team and says, "Okay, I'll take thirty-five. I'm only take, I only want at 40, 40 from Jerry because me and Jerry didn't have the best relationship. So be it." Russell Wilson is out on the market, saying, or not technically on the market, but came out and said he wouldn't mind being a Dallas Cowboy. I'm sure Deshaun Watson wouldn't mind being a Dallas Cowboy. You got a high drive pick this year. You got options. You got options, cheaper options. And on top of that, for me, it doesn't make sense, Dak Prescott, for Dak Prescott to want that kind of money. I understand you want to stick it to Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys, but you see the roster. You see what the Dallas Cowboys have to work with. If you get paid $40 million a year, who else going to get paid? Nobody. And they need a lot. They were the third best team in the worst division of all of football. The third best. They wouldn't have been much better with Dak. I'm sorry to tell you again, they were one and two, one and three with Dak. The defense was the issue. But you want 40 million a year? Close to? Do you not want to win? Do you not want to win? Dak Prescott got leverage. Okay. You talk yourself out of Dallas and you go to another team. Okay. You're fresh off of an injury. So we don't know what Dak Prescott has fresh off of an injury. God forbid he's not as good. We hope he's great. Still want him to be a great quarterback, but he is fresh off of literally snapping his leg in half. Let's just be let's just be real about it. Let's be honest. So we don't quite know what to expect, especially the first year back from an injury like that. But let's say he goes to another team. Where, where, where's he going to go? The, the best situation for him outside of Dallas is probably him switching places with Russell Wilson and going to Seattle. So you got DK Metcalf to throw the ball to and Tyler Lockett with a solid running back and Chris, uh, Chris Carson if Chris Carson can stay healthy. But that offensive line is terrible, which is why a part of the reason why Russell Wilson wants to leave now. So a quarterback fresh off of an injury, you want to go play for a team with a bum offensive line? I'm not sure you want to do that. You want to go somewhere else where you don't have a true number one number one target? I mean, let's be honest. Dak Prescott is a very skilled player, but it ain't all Dak Prescott. That's putting up 40 points. You do got Zeke in the backfield. And if people don't like Zeke, you got Pollard in the backfield. You do have C.D. Lamb. You do have Amari Cooper. <laughs> you do have Michael Gallup. You got weapons on top of a top five at the least top 10 offensive line. I understand the offensive line has regressed. But they're at least top 10, top eight in the league. 
You got a stacked offense. You ain't going to find another offense that's going to be better than Dallas's offense. Let's just be honest. Not a not a not an offense that's or not a team that's available and looking for a quarterback. You you're not gonna find a better offense than that. So nine nine times out of ten, if Dak Prescott decides to leave, he's not gonna put up the same numbers he was just putting up in his best year. Which means whichever team chooses to sign him, if he if he signs for forty million just below Patrick Mahomes' money, he'll be overpaid. Now explain to me where Dak's leverage is, please. Explain it. They got Jerry Jones over over a barrel? Really? When I could go get Russell Wilson? Really? When I could go get Deshaun Watson? Really? When 20 other quarterbacks are changing teams this year? You telling me Dak got the left? Dak ain't got no damn leverage. I'm sorry, people. The only leverage he has is maybe that locker room. The locker room really likes him. But I guarantee you, you get Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson in there and they get the winning football games and that locker room will be with that quarterback. He ain't got a bunch of leverage. Now, what Jerry did in the past, listen, I can't speak to his views on Dak Prescott as a person and all of that because I know a lot of people want to dive into that. That's a conversation for another day. I'm talking straight football right now. Y'all act like Dak Prescott didn't win the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes got half a billion because he won a Super Bowl, an MVP, and was just in a Super Bowl again. Ain't no, Shouldn't nobody be getting that kind of money. You're trying to get paid more than... Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Lamar Jackson potentially, Russell Wilson. You trying to get he trying to get paid more than quarterbacks. He know damn well he not better than. Now as a businessman, I understand you. Hey, get your money. But as a football player, again, you sign that contract. Y'all not gonna win no games. As an Eagles fan, I hope they re-sign Dak Prescott to that amount of money. I hope they do. Because I've seen how it's gone wrong with Carson Wentz. I've seen how it's gone wrong. And while it may not go wrong the same exact way with Dak Prescott, it'll go wrong another way, meaning Dak putting up numbers 40 a game, but that defense still giving up 50 points. <laughs> that's that's still an NFL loss, people. He, he'd be getting his numbers, though, and I guarantee you Dak Prescott in that kind of situation wouldn't be happy because you want to win as a as a, as a a competitor. I can't knock Jerry Jones. If we talking straight football, if we talking straight football, I cannot knock Jerry Jones. I cannot knock him for what he's doing with Dak Prescott. Especially now, now before it might have been a little like, okay, what other quarterbacks can you get? You might as well resign Dak. But if you're telling me Dak want close to Pat Mahomes money, bro, seriously, while other quarterbacks are on the market, bro, I'm playing hardball too. And I'm pulling him into the office and I'm letting it be known right now, Dak, you're a great talent. We love to keep you, but we want to sign you and leave ourselves room to get other pieces. Now, do you want to win? That's my question. If I'm Jerry Jones, Dak Prescott, do you want to win? You'll take the years. Jerry should come down and, and meet his four-year requirement. I agree. Y'all meet each other in the middle and go about your business. But if I pull you to the office and you say, I want to win, but I want $40 million in order to do it, knowing damn well that ain't conducive to winning at this point as a Dallas Cowboy, then I'm letting his ass go. Period. End of discussion. 
And I ain't thinking twice about it. Dak Prescott is a great player. You can get you another Dak Prescott on the market right now. Sorry. Sorry. And Dak Prescott is almost guaranteed to go to an organization where he won't be he won't be as good because there are less weapons. And he's fresh off of an injury. A major injury at that. He ain't tear anything from my understanding, but you know, a broken leg isn't the best either. So I understand. People want to say he's he's got all this leverage because the Dallas Cowboys really want him back. But at the end of the day, if Jerry Jones is smart, which we know he is very business savvy, he's going to offer him the same amount of money that, that's been offered. And if he's not taking it, I would fully expect Dak Prescott to be on another uniform or playing for another team. If they sign him to a $40 million deal, meaning $40 million a year, the Cowboys will probably be the second worst team in the division, maybe even third, for years to come. <laughs> and that is all I have for you guys today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I had fun with y'all today. Again, I know a lot of y'all are not going to agree, but I don't care. The facts are what they are. AJ2K here, signing off. I'll catch y'all next time on the next episode of AJ2K Radio.